Welcome to the Basketball Index Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and today I am flying solo. Tim is out at sea, so hopefully we'll have him back next week. We are digging into the age-old adage statement question, does defense win championships? And we're going to dig into it. I spent the last couple days in the LeBron database, and I feel like I got a, a solid criteria here to just kind of flash look at teams kind of what teams were, what teams weren't. And let's we can, we can use this stuff to look forward, especially when our teams in the regular season, we're trying to figure out if they have you know title hopes, what are some kind of guidelines of where your team needs to be defensively to win a championship. So first, uh, I'm going to give you just a quick refresher on the teams we looked at. So we're going back nine years because that's as far as the LeBron database goes back. And we're going to be using three different things to evaluate a team defense. So number one, we're going to look at defensive rating rank by year. So basically, like this last season, Golden State was number one in defensive rating. Boston was number two. That's very good. That has a pretty good chance as long as you got, you know, enough guys on offense, you're going to make a deep playoff run, hopefully get to the finals. And uh, on top of that, we're going to look at defensive rating for the whole team. And then we're going to look at how many above average defenders you had on your team using D LeBron, which is our overall defensive metric. So sort of this by a thousand minutes and for everyone in the world that doesn't use raw minutes, basically like if you're playing over a thousand minutes, you're, you're playing a good chunk of the season. Like you're a player that is in the rotation that participates and then like high end stars are like over 2000 minutes, I'd say. So we're using defensive rating. We're trying to figure out how many above average defenders a team is using in their rotation using D LeBron. And then we have a third thing we're going to look at, maybe a little bit at the end, how many guys have an A grade in D LeBron. So we're trying to look at more, maybe more high end defenders with that last one. So I'm going to give you just a quick recap of the last nine years finals, just to kind of paint a picture in your head. 2014, the Spurs beat the Heatles. That was kind of the last year LeBron was there with Bosch and Dwayne Wade. That the Spurs kind of end that, you know, kind of dynasty they had going on there. And LeBron leaves to the Cavs after that. Uh, the next four years are Golden State and the Cavs going head to head in the finals. 2019, the Warriors have a new opponent. They lose to the Raptors. That was the year Kevin Durant got hurt. Uh, 2020, the Lakers played that dark horse heat team in the bubble, smoked them. 2021, the Bucks come back to beat the Suns in the finals. And then last year, or I guess this previous season that we just watched, Golden State beats Boston. So that's just kind of like the rundown. There's a lot of Golden State in there. There's a lot of LeBron teams in there. And uh, just sort of a, a general refresher to kind of, these are the teams we're looking at. So what were the conclusions I found on do you need uh, a high-end defense, how good does that defense need to be? Because, I mean, ultimately what the question I want to answer is, is is there a threshold you need to be over for your team to have a legitimate title chance? Because I think that's a really important question, especially like it's really useful when you're in the regular season, maybe you have a blossoming team and you're like, all right, does this team like really have what it takes? Because I found this working in uh, local media that like the hype train can just get out of control sometimes. And you start to like every young guy that comes up at like that potential is just the ceiling for them. Like there's just, there's no, 
nothing this team can't do, especially when you get rolling, you get on a win streak, you start drinking the Kool-Aid and there's so many fans every year that are like, this is the year. And then you look at the, like the analytics or even just like numbers, like defensive rating. And you're like, this isn't going to happen. So what I found, I think the biggest takeaway, if you want to cut this podcast short and you want to have your one fact around the water cooler next week, no team wins the title with a defensive rating outside the top 10, just like, straight easy that makes sense on the surface right you need to have a top 10 team in defensive rating to win the finals right and the majority of the teams that make the finals right they are also in that boat the only caveats being the 2018 golden state warriors did not have a top 10 defense they were 11th right so they were just right there but also that team had played this was their fourth straight finals they had kd they were basically the best team ever i would imagine there's some element of cruise control for actually most of the things i'm going to be saying the 2018 warriors are the one caveat that actually doesn't apply to this because that defense just like, let's be honest, like you play in four straight finals. That's just so many NBA games over that span. Your off seasons are so short. Like at a certain point, you're like, all right, guys, like we all know our jobs. Like we're all doing this thing. Like 2018 Golden State Warrior team was probably a little thinner because they had kept like their main talent around for so long. But it was like, all right, we're going to get to the final. They won the finals. Like going into the season, everyone knew it was like, all right, Golden State's making the finals. I, I wonder if the Cavs can make it back there without Kyrie. But that's going to be the one caveat. Uh, another thing for just making the finals, right? You don't have to win, but just to make it, you need a defensive rating basically inside the top 10. The only teams that are caveats, if you have LeBron, if you have the greatest team ever, because some of those Cavs teams were not very good defensively to play against Golden State, but LeBron can just cover up so much of that. Again, the 2018 Golden State Warriors. Uh, and then that 2020 Dark Horse Heat team, I think was 11th in defensive rating, but they were playing so far above their head. And they got, they got, they had some injuries, but they also got smoked in that finals by that Laker team. Um, but those are like the, 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 the outliers, I would say. But pretty much if you're, if you're any other team, you pretty much got to have a top 10 in defensive rating. Okay, so let's go a layer deeper. So no team makes the finals. This is just making the finals without four above average defenders. Again, except that 2018 year, right? So you need to have like not, you can't just have like one or two guys that can defend. That means you're going to have to have some two-way players because you're going to need a pretty good offense. That's going to be next week's episode is how good does your offense need to be to make the finals. But we're just focusing on defense today and you need to have at least four players that are above average in your rotation to make the finals. Um, And then to win the finals, no team has won the finals without five or more above average defenders in their lineup. Again, I'm not going (laughs) to, this is the last time I'm going to mention it. 2018 Warriors, they don't count, right? So, and it's, again, it's not to say they didn't have the, the talent on that team, but it's just, we all know you're playing Tuesday night in Minnesota. You got a bunch of rings on your finger and you're like, ah, we'll get there still. Uh, but yeah, making the finals four above average defenders, winning the finals five above average defenders. I feel like this is really important when it comes to roster construction because you have you start with your stars, your cornerstone players, right? And it's really difficult when those players are not two-way players. So like you have, you know, Steph for his career was solid to even sometimes a little above average at defense. You have guys like Jason Tatum who are young now where they're still really strong defenders. And it makes 
building your roster so much easier. Obviously, guys like LeBron, guys like Giannis, where it's like they are like noticeable pluses on defense, especially in the playoffs. Uh, guys like Anthony Davis, where it's like you're getting that 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 value on both sides of the court. And it's easier to build around those guys where it starts to get difficult is you have a guy like Jimmy Butler would be another example of that. Uh, where it gets difficult is when you have kind of those guys in the teams where like, okay, we're going to try to build around Donovan Mitchell or we're going to try to build around Trey Young. And then right off the bat, you're already at one bad defender. Devin Booker is not the strongest defender where that makes things difficult because we're looking at the data here. The last nine years to make the finals, you need four guys to defend. And then your playoff rotation is going to be uh, probably eight guys, right? So it's like seven. We saw Boston like really cut it down. Uh, you need a lot of two-way players. So especially like I love, you know, like a three-point specialist, but you see a guy even super high end like Duncan Robinson. And I mean, he was sitting on the bench for a lot of that run. And again, I'm not saying you can't have any guys like that. And I think a guy specifically like him where you have such a high end skill, like you can maybe find a spot in your rotation for him. Cause I mean, I, I do love, he's one of those seven players I name on every podcast. Uh, but it's just really important to, see these like I, I feel like the blazers are a great example of this like the blazers throughout the last five plus years there's been times where you're like okay like they have some talent on their team right it's not devoid of talent they have some guys around dame and they've had some success in the playoffs but it's just so difficult when you have dame who's not a good defender you had cj who's not a good defender and it just became like trying to build a roster around those two guys is so difficult because it's like, okay, so we need everyone else on the team to be a good defender. And then like, then you start being like, well, we're, we don't have a lot of offense at these other spots. Cause we have all defenders here. And then it's just that thing of like, there's only so many two way players in the league and it just becomes real difficult to try to make a finals appearance with guys like that. Um, let's look at, teams with like really impressive depth these are the uh teams with the most amount of above average defenders according to d lebron so there was three teams with seven players above average on defense in their rotation i mean that's a stout defensive club so we have the 2022 celtics they were second in the league in defense last year we have the 2022 Warriors. They won the championship. They were first in the league in defense. So actually, this last season was a really strong defensive matchup historically. Uh, after that, we have the 2021 Bucks. Uh, obviously, they were a great defensive team. And then we have the 2020 Lakers, which was, uh, again, a super strong defensive team. You had so much depth. You had AD, you had Danny Green, you had Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, like you had all Alex Caruso, you had all, all of these defensive oriented players. Um, but yeah, those four teams were the deepest looking back at the last nine years. And I think we saw that with the Celtics too this year, where it was like, there, there was times where it was like, there are five above average defenders on the court. And uh, <laughs> I know we saw them kind of run out of gas and start to get just torn up by Steph there at the end. But that playoff run was really impressive like they were choking the life out of some teams um the warriors i feel like we saw they had a lot of you know they had wiggins they had they, gary payton the second they got off the scrap heap and they they had a lot of uh defensive versatility especially in the regular season when iguodala was healthy uh there was a lot there the the bucks like they were a, a really stout defensive team they had um 
Brooke Lopez in the middle with Giannis. And I feel like that combination was was really something. And then surrounded by good perimeter defenders. I mean, that that team was really difficult to score on. So those were the the four deepest teams uh, after that. Uh, with six above average defenders was that 2014 Spurs team. That team was older, but man, there was a lot of skill on that team. Um, and I feel like we forget about them kind of because they were sandwiched in between the Heatles and uh, and Golden State. I guess like, you know, they are remembered as the beautiful game Spurs. But man, that team was uh, team was really deep. Uh, and then let's look a layer deeper. So we have defensive rating. We have just above average defenders because you know, it's it's great to have your star defensive players. We think of star defensive centers, especially blocking a lot of shots, coming over, really loud plays. Um, sometimes the perimeter defenders are a little bit harder to... They're a little bit harder to see sometimes. But then there was guys like Shane Battier, who had such a reputation where the announcers would constantly keep telling you that he was good at defense, and I des- deservedly so. Um Let's look at players that had an A grade in D LeBron, uh, the teams with the, with the most amount of those guys. So again, we have the 2022 Warriors. They had six players with an A grade in D LeBron. So not only did they have a ton of depth, but they had really high end depth. Same the 2022 Lakers, six players with an A grade. So again, they were on the depth list and really high end. And then uh, five players with an A grade in D. LeBron were the 2015 Golden State Warriors. That was the first team of that Warriors dynasty to win a championship. That was when they were really young and uh, just really high end defense combined with the avalanche they had on offense. And then, you know, that's how dynasties start. So I would say... The takeaways from this, does defense win championships? Um, Yes, but you just need it above a certain threshold, right? Like having the number one defense in the league is great. Uh, Golden State did it twice and they won two championships. But I feel like that in a vacuum isn't the best way to look at it, right? Because at a certain point, it's like, hey, you did have a lot of defensive talent, but what did the offense look like? What did you sacrifice to get on the court? With Golden State, we'd see that, like, especially with that 2015 team, not a lot of sacrificing, had a lot of players on great. They were great on both ends of the court. But uh, it's not just as simple as we need to have the best defense in the league, right? Because, like I said, it's like you run five Alex Cruces out there. I mean, you're going to lead the league in heart, but not points. Um other takeaways, uh, having a lot of defensive depth is very valuable. Pretty much all of these teams, every team that made the finals had four above average players. I said that earlier. Like that's something to I feel like remember. I feel like if you're gonna remember that, you know, nobody won the title without being top ten, besides that 2018 Warriors team, right? The the next water cooler tidbit, if you really want to sound smart is remembering that you need four above average defenders to make it and then five to win. So I feel like if you really want to impress those uh, impress those other coworkers, that would be the other one to put away. And then uh, the 2022 Warriors team, I just feel like we don't, we don't talk about their defense that much. It's hard when you have Steph, right? It's sort of like it's hard to talk about anything other than Steph shooting because it's like wizardry at this point, especially when you see those pregame clips where he's like doing crazy things. He'll be like shooting the ball from the corner behind the hoop in the stands and he'll make it or he'll do things like 
I don't know, he'll like throw the ball up from outside the three point line and then it'll like bounce in the key and then it'll go. It's like, it's like globetrotter stuff. Um, but yeah, those high end defenses um, are super valuable with high end players. The Warriors had it. That 2020 Lakers team, I feel like also, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because it was in the bubble. I know people point to that a lot, which I'm like, okay, they are, every team was in the bubble. It's not like the Lakers were just there. Um, I, I don't know what it is, but people always talk about that 2020 team as not being very good for like a title winning team. And like, I don't agree. LeBron was that way. I feel like that was his last hurrah as being like, maybe the best player like he was kind of handing over the mantle of being the best player in the league that year um still playing super well anthony davis played out of his mind like he played like at the level where like that we had all been waiting for like right we had seen in the regular season him be a really dominant player comes over to lakers finally has another star to play with and he just elevates his game and puts up one of the higher uh, D LeBrons for uh, playoffs. If you want to check that data out on the on the website, it's really cool. One of the, one of the strongest um, seasons of all time in our database, where it was just like the the shooting was unreal, the defense like on switches was just suffocating, and that that team was so deep defensively, where it was like you had like Alex Caruso coming off the bench replacing. You know, like Danny Green, you had JaVel McGee coming off the court, being replaced by Dwight Howard. Like the, the defensive depth there was just absurd. Um, and then you have the 2015 Golden State Warriors that just that those players, were just, those guys were all like going into their prime. Jeez, they were so good on both ends of the ball. Uh, but yeah, takeaways, you got to be top 10 in defensive rating. I'd say that's like the number one thing when you're like checking out in the regular season of like, Hey, is my team in there? Is my team floating around there? Like, can they make a trade? Can they like elevate that? Cause I know, I know Boston, I don't know where they were, but I know they, something clicked. I think it might've been around the Derek white trade this year where all of a sudden they were just lights out on defense. I think they kind of figured out schematically what they wanted to do with their two bigs with Rob Williams and Al Horford. And uh, things really got clicked in and they just went on a, a crazy tear. I think they were like the number one defense the last like three months of the season or something. Um, but yeah, that's that's the takeaway. Got to be pretty much top 10 or be the greatest team of all time. And you got to have a lot of guys that are above average. That's that's really the key. That's the takeaway. Uh, got to have four to get to the finals. That sounds like some sort of slogan or something. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Basketball Index Podcast. My name is Taylor. Don't forget to smash that like button. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. 